You're listening to the Enjoy Podcast, where we talk to experts about everything you need to know on sex, self-love, and wellness. The Enjoy Podcast is presented by Enjoy, the audio guide for intimate wellness with guided practices to explore your body and regain confidence in your sex life. Welcome everyone to the Enjoy Podcast. My name is Anna, and today we're here with Marla Renee Stewart, an intersectional sexologist and sex coach, the owner of Velvet Lips and co-founder of the Sex Down South Conference. She's also the author, along with Jessica Riley, aka Dr. Jess, of the book, The Ultimate Guide to Seduction and Foreplay, Techniques and Strategies for Mind-Blowing Sex. And also with Dr. Jess, she created an amazing in-depth collection on seduction, which comes out this Wednesday on the Enjoy app. And so today we have her here to talk a little bit more about it. Hi, Marla. Thank you so much for being here. I'm thrilled to have you to talk to. Hi, Anna. So much. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. I was listening to your collection and it's so, so interesting. And it, as I said, it goes very much in depth. So for today, let's start with the very basics. What is seduction? Because a lot of people think of seduction and imagine maybe something out of a movie, like an incredibly sexually forward person working hard on getting somebody else to be into them. But seduction is actually so much more than that. And I'd love to hear your input on what you see as seduction and what role it plays in a healthy, pleasurable sex life. Yeah, so in the media, we often have this you know, we have these images that are so pervasive of what is seductive, right? Who is seductive? What is seductive? And a lot of times that those images, they, because they're so prominent, people come to me and they're like, well, I'm not really seductive or I'm not. And it's just like, no, you are seductive. You are, you have beautiful things about you. You have some really great seductive and sexual assets. We just need to figure out what they are. And so um, when thinking about seduction, it is more than just what you see on TV. It's about using what you have, but it's also about tapping into what to other people, tapping into the, your connection with other people. So, you know, it's using your um, strengths to your advantage and then, <clears throat> excuse me. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> using your strengths to your advantage and then making sure that you um, that you implement them so that you can foster a really great connection between you and your lover or lovers. Okay, so that actually you've kind of answered the second question, but let's go to it anyways. Okay, so do you think there's people who are naturally more seductive versus people who have to work more on it? And from what you say, I think um, we're going to get at maybe you are just more confident or maybe you just understand more how to connect to other people. What do you think makes someone more seductive or feel more confident in that seduction? Well, it's so interesting because I was writing an article the other day and I was like, you know, sex workers are really good at being seductive, right? They know how to tap into someone. They know how to reach and connect with someone um, on a very, you know, kind of, I don't want to say like basic or primal level, but, you know, they really know how to connect. And so um, when I think about like who's who's better at connecting than others, I would definitely be like sex workers are really great at connecting. Um, but at the same time, you know, you can tap in, anybody can tap in to uh, what makes a person a, 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 a really great seducer. So um, 
you know, uh, yes, people have to work on it because a lot of times when we think about particularly the seduction learning styles, we tend to do what we think people will want because that is what we want. When in reality, that's not the case, right? We have to tap into people and what they want and how, who they are and how they are so that we can um, understand them better and so that we can give them the things then the, the things that they need to connect with us. So it's very much a, 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 an, a seductive negotiation in a way, but um, but yeah, it's just yes, some people are naturally you know better at it than others. and yes, um, some people need to work on it and, and that's okay. Like we all have to practice. I feel like I've been doing this for so long. It's easy for me to understand people right away, as opposed to, um, some people who are like, oh, 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 now I get it. You know what I mean? Like I had a client who was like, I've been with my husband 40 years. And then like, I was like, she was like, he still doesn't listen to me. And I was like, do this thing, right? Like do this thing and say this. And she did that and she was like, oh my God, in 40 years, this is the first time he's actually listened to me. And so it was something, you know, you really just have to be able to tap in. And, um, but yeah, you sometimes it needs work because we haven't been trained. This is not something that we grow up with. So it's very, very important that we do develop this skill. Yeah, and it's very interesting, and we'll talk about this a little later, that it's more about like just understanding or sensing, really, I think that's where the primal thing comes from. It's sensing what the other person responds to. And I, I was listening to a conversation you had on Dr. Jess' podcast a long time ago, when she said something that I found very insightful, which was that seduction is the hardest part of sex. Um, and so how can a person, because yes, we can all be or become or learn to be or to tap into our inner seducting human, <laughs> but um, how can someone start feeling able of seducing or feeling seductive if they've never seen themselves as just that, able to seduce, maybe because of this pop culture image that we have? How do you overcome that fear and that maybe insecurity that comes from thinking you, you can't do that? You, it's not it's just not inside you. So I think it's important because the seduction learning styles aren't necessarily something that are like, you need to have this quality or you need to do this or you need to do that. You need to, there's many choices and it's sort of like, you have to figure out which choices are going to work for you in order to work with someone else. Right? Like for someone who's auditory, I'm not a witty person. You know, I need, I need to write down things all the time, you know, like, uh, you know, but um, what I can do is I can listen, I can give feedback, I can ask questions, so I can tap into other parts that are auditory that are not necessarily, um, that are going to be more of my strengths, right? So that is what I mean by like sort of tapping into those things. So to become more confident, you know, it takes practice. 
So it really takes practice. It really, <laughs> um, a lot of times, you know, people are like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm not naturally like this. No one is naturally like anything, right? A lot of times, you know, sex was awkward for the first time for a lot of people. So anything is going to be awkward the first time maybe that you do it. But the more you do it, the more you practice, the better you become. So, you know, it's it's a matter of, hey, practice, 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 you know, uh, pick up on things um, over time, and then you'll be able to navigate it much more easily, right? It's like thinking about why sex workers are so easy, uh, so, um, uh, so, yeah, so natural. Why, yeah, why? Well, it's not necessarily that that is might be natural, but they're used to it because they're practicing it constantly, right? They're practicing, you know, with people constantly. So it it's really about that practice, about flirting, about you know, um, yeah, doing all of those things. And correct me if I'm wildly out of line here, but we could technically practice without the intent because maybe like the prospect of having it lead to sex or having it have to be about sex can be daunting if you've never felt like very seductive. But maybe is this something that you could practice with like friends or just acquaintances, you know, to just get what it is they respond to even if you don't want sex with them you know just becoming this very charming person because it's it's a bit of the it's a bit of the same like as like thing in essence you know just understanding what the other person wants and giving it to them <laughs> basically yeah absolutely so you can practice this on your coworkers, your friends <laughs> your children you know like yeah. i i often tell people hey this piece of seduction this is really about connection so you know yes we focus on the romantic side the lover side and how to connect to a lover but for the most part this is very um uh like you can use this in all aspects of your life so if you were to go to a friend and you notice, hey, my friend talks a lot. Oh, well, maybe that's because they might be auditory or um, when I, you know, so in order for me to connect, I need to ask questions. I need to give feedback or, you know, or, oh, when I take my child out, they freaking touch everything, you know, on the shelves. So that might mean, oh, my child might be tactile. I need to maybe get them into sports or get them into dancing or get them to do something active. <clears throat> yeah, that's, I think so that's- So it's just a matter of, so no, yeah. So it's just a matter of just looking at things in a more broader scope so that you can tap in and say, oh, I know what this looks like. I know what that looks like. Now I know if I can, if I approach somebody new that these are the things to look for. Yeah, I think it's a very powerful thing to know how to do it. And, and, and I do think it can become a sick second nature once you practice it often enough and you see the, that you get good feedback from it. And now I was listening to your collection with Dr. Jess, which is very good. And again, works a lot with, well, works really, it's all about the seduction learning approach. So understanding whether you and your partner or potential partner are visual, tactile or auditory. Mm -hmm. Yes, and how you can use that for more effective seduction. And I learned a couple of things from it. First of all, I am tactile, and I think the quiz you provide is scarily accurate. I was, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I knew instinctively 
but I didn't know. And then I answered the questions, got the result and was like, yep, that I am a tactile human. Now I know, and I speak a lot, but yet I am a tactile one. <laughs> and um, just what we were saying, the, the other thing that I learned and that I understood when listening to the collection was that seduction, unlike what we may think, is much more about understanding what works for the other person and what they need than our own whatever features, you know? Looking at it now, again, it, it seems super obvious, but I had never looked at it that way. So how did you come to that realization that it was about the other person, about a sort of empathy or just understanding of the other person's needs and wants and desires that they don't know they have? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. So, you know, I really, it was a combination of things. You know, one is I'm an academic at heart and a researcher. So part of it was like, okay, I was thinking about learning styles, but then I was reading um, Robert Greene's The Art of Seduction. And as I was reading it, I was like really starting to make these connections, right? And so when I was making these connections, I was like, okay, and then I thought about, um, you know, the love languages, you know, Gary Chapman and, and um, thinking about like, okay, it's not about you, it's about the other person. And so with that, I was really like, oh, these are the ways that people come together. So it was really a combination of things, reading, research, you know, just thinking about how we connect to other human beings and what is seductive to other human beings. And so, um, and how other human beings learn and how other human beings understand things. And then as I started to, I'm a flirt. So as, as a way to like, you know, figure this out, I was like, well, I gotta figure it out. I gotta flirt. So <laughs> I'm a researcher, remember, you know? <laughs> So, you know, I would go, you know, I would go out and then I would just see how I would be able to connect to people. And, um, and I just learned over time, oh, this thing works, this thing works, that thing works. And so I've been able to sort of put that all together and, and, um, and basically come up with this sexual theory that, um, that Jess was just like, oh my God, this is amazing. You know, we got to do this. So, um, so yeah, I'm really excited and, and happy that that it's now sort of out there. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. I think it will become canon and we're all going to learn from it. And I think because it's so practical and it gives you like the tools it gives you are so, so clear and so straightforward. Then it's, I think it's fantastic. And I think you have like the most interesting job in the world. So <laughs> um, you were talking about your client who had been married for a very long time. So that brings us to the next question. And the last question, unfortunately, though I could stay here forever. Um, are there any differences in the way that seduction works or how we can approach it if we're dating someone new or looking to date someone new versus if we're in a more or more more established um, relationship? So no, that's the really great part is that like, it's all the same. <laughs> what happens though in long-term relationships is that we start to, we, we stop paying attention. And so we're like, oh, we have them. We, you know, we don't really, you know, they're there, you know? And so sometimes that relationship might end up 
you know, disconnecting or, you know, they, they, they aren't finding, they aren't finding the connection because they're not tapping into things that maybe they could have possibly tapped into before. And so in a new relationship, it's fun and it's easy. And you're like, Oh, okay, this is what I need to do. And it's sort of, and honestly, it kind of spikes that new relationship energy, um, even in a long-term relationship when you implement the seduction learning approach. So it's sort of like, um, uh, when you, um, yeah. So for instance, yeah, like that long-term relationship couple, they're like, you know, oh, now I get it. Now I can see how I need to connect. Yeah, but even in a new relationship, yeah, you still have that new relationship energy, but you can connect earlier. So I think it's just a matter of, um, and then also, you know, like you said, maybe you are uh, more tactile, but maybe there's a piece that's auditory too. Cause in the quiz, you see that there's, you know, a little bit of both. And so, you know, tapping into all those different aspects are going to to really help overall. But um, yeah, honestly, there is no difference whether you're, you know, flirting with someone online or, you know, getting to into a brand new relationship or whether you've been in a relationship 40, 50 years, this can really help you to get connected again. Um, or to, to get connected in the first place um, and to, to, you know, get things back rolling again if, if things weren't rolling, you know? <laughs> yeah, if they stop rolling, they get slower with time. So, yeah. I yeah. Think, yeah. That's, and it can get awkward um, to, you know, because once you are, and I think this is um, just as it can be awkward at the beginning of a new relationship, um, because you don't know whether the other person is going to like what you're doing. It can be awkward once you have been in one for a very long time because, you know, you, you kind of expect something of each other. And if this is something new, it's like, are they going to like this? Are they going to think this is weird? So we think that's, um, that can be awkward, but I think awkward, awkward can be very good. So I think also one thing that maybe we should, and I'm sorry if I am now preaching um, and to the choir for sure. (laughs) I think one thing that we can do to overcome the fear of trying to be seductive is just embracing awkward (laughs) and embracing weird. Like, yeah, sure, it's going to be awkward. But quite honestly, if you do it in a safe space with safe people and in, you know, in the right context, in the proper, you know, just confidently enough, you're not going to be rejected dramatically. And, and that's going to help. It's going to be awkward, but awkward is fine. So um, thank you so very much, Marla, for such a fun and insightful chat. Um, this was super enlightening. And I think a great introduction for uh, to the world of wisdom you and Dr. Jess offer <laughs> in the collection. Um, to everyone listening, thank you so much for being here. And make sure to follow Marla on social media. She's at one Marla Stewart on Instagram and Twitter. And also check out her website, velvetlipsexa.com, where you can find out more about her favorite project, I think, or one of her babies. Um, and of course, follow us at Let's Enjoy with an M on every channel. And listen to Marla and Dr. Jess's collection on the app, which includes sessions on how to discover your and your partner's seduction learning approach and what to do once you figure it out. See you on the next Enjoy podcast. And thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for listening to the Amjoy podcast, a sex, self-love, and wellness podcast presented by Amjoy, the audio guide for intimate wellness with guided practices to explore your body and regain confidence in your sex life. 
Find the MJoy app on the App Store or Play Store and register to get a 7-day free trial.